1: And welcome to episode two of the Energy Question with David Blackman. I'm your host, David Blackman. Today's special guest is leader and innovator in the renewable energy mineral space, Teague Egan, the founder and CEO of Austin based EnergyX. Teague, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing pretty good, David. Thanks for having me.
1: Hey, man. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate it. Um, before we get into the meat of this discussion, just for the benefit of our viewers, Tell our about uh, tell our folks about the technology uh, your company is developing. Uh, you know the mineral, uh, the lithium extraction technology and the battery technology you're working on. Uh, you know that's going to be, I think, such a difference maker in the lithium space.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we started. Well, I started EnergyX um, back in 2018, and uh, at the time, the thesis of the company was that. There was a massive imbalance in lithium supply versus demand. Uh, there was way more demand than there was supply. Now, when you ask yourself why uh, that that was the case, you can narrow the reason down to the methods of manufacturing for lithium were outdated, antiquated, and uh, with with the transition to electric vehicles, we essentially overnight needed 10, 20 X more lithium than was being produced. And the current methods of manufacturing couldn't produce lithium fast enough. Right. Um, so there needed to be a paradigm shift in the way that lithium was produced. And uh, that was the original problem that we set out to solve. Uh, the answer uh, in, a, in a kind of coined term is called direct lithium extraction, uh, or DLE is the acronym, right? Right. And once we started uh, researching and developing technology that was direct lithium extraction, which is kind of a step change, we started looking at the entire lithium supply chain. Uh, And it's not like you just get lithium out of the ground and it's ready to use in a battery. There's actually a lot of refinery steps along the way to get it from out of the ground to being battery ready. And uh, we started to realize the inefficiencies along that whole supply chain. Um, So direct lithium extraction is kind of, when you take it out of the ground, it comes in a a liquid brine form, it's salty water. Lithium is a salt that's found in the water. And we need to separate it away from all of the other salts that are also dissolved in the water, which are for instance, magnesium, sodium, Sodium chloride is like your table salt. Lithium looks the exact same as table salt. It's just a different atomic structure. Um, But DLE, direct lithium extraction, is separating the lithium away from all these other salts that are found in the the aqueous brine. We also realize that there's uh, innovation and optimization that can happen further in the refinery process. So we've started developing a portfolio of lithium extraction and refinery technologies. And it's, it's actually quite timely because, you know, four years ago I was looking at, at this problem and thinking that it was going to develop into a big problem and essentially be the bottleneck uh, that is holding back companies like Tesla from producing Cybertruck or things like that. And Elon actually went on record a few, a few weeks ago saying that lithium refining is like a passport to print money, which is funny. So, we're, we're, you know, timing is everything in life, and uh, you know, yeah, you're
1: hoping it works out that way, right?
0: Yeah, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, so so yes, and and and, and you're working on this uh, at least where, with the uh, with the extraction technology, right? Aren't you uh, in in a engaged in a partnership with the University of Texas Labs there in Austin?
0: Yeah, so we originally licensed uh, our core technology from the University of Texas that was in a partnership with two other institutions, uh, the University of Monash out of Melbourne, and CSIRO, uh, the Australian National Laboratory. Oh. So those three uh, institutions, two of which are academic, one is like the National Laboratory, were working on lithium selective materials and membranes. Uh, Back in 2018, I identified this technology uh, through reading an academic paper uh, in one of these journals uh, and subsequently um, executed a license with the University of Texas that was managing that relationship and EnergyX uh, licensed out um, four patents from the University of Texas. Uh, Today, we have over 50 patents um, and we still have a great relationship with Texas and and are pushing forward on developing lithium selective membranes as one of our technologies uh, to address direct lithium extraction. So a year ago, it's been a year since I
1: came down and toured your facilities in Austin. I didn't realize that until today. Um, You told me this fascinating story about when and where you were when when the idea for for this technology and your company came to you i I thought it'd be fun to relate to relate that to our viewers
0: yeah so it's actually ironic um we've now been in this facility that you visited for one year and one month we moved in in june of uh yeah you were like one of our first visitors (laughs) totally (laughs) but um yeah so we've been here well I guess, one year and two months now. We moved in the beginning of, of June of 2021. You know, there was nothing in here. We we built basically built out the lab. Yeah. Now yeah. we're looking at expanding to a, a, a facility that's 40,000 square feet. So about uh, five times bigger um, than what we have right now. Wow, is that
1: in Austin too, I guess?
0: Yeah, it's actually right next door. It's just a bigger building. Oh, fantastic. Moving won't be too hard. But uh, equally ironic, um, I just went down to... Argentina, uh, I've been to Argentina several times, but not to the uh, salt flats or right. the mountainous Andean region. Um, the way that the way that I conceptualized the idea for EnergyX was based off a trip to Bolivia, uh, visiting their salt flat, which is the, the world's largest salt flat. Yeah, the energy triangle,
1: right, or the lithium triangle.
0: The lithium triangle. Yeah. So the lithium triangle is made up of three countries. Bolivia and the southern parts of Bolivia, the northern parts of Chile and the northern parts of Argentina. Uh, So it's like right in there if you're looking at South America. Uh, And the reason that it's called that is because this is where the Andean mountain range goes through the continent uh, and it's about 14 to 16,000 feet of elevation. um, And through really hundreds of millions of years, these volcanic formations formed mountain range and then rain would fall and they created these huge salt flats. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, the one in Bolivia is 4,000 square miles of just a, a prehistoric dried up lake that is now, you can see it from space, it's like a big white dot if you're looking at South America. And this is turned into the world's largest lithium reserve. And I'm on this tour And our tour guide uh, starts telling our group this, and I, you know, this was uh, the beginning of 2018, and I've been driving a Tesla since uh, 2013, and I'm just thinking to myself, oh my gosh, like, this is going to be the next Saudi Arabia. Like, we are gonna need so much more lithium to build these electric vehicles. I love my Tesla. I know a lot of other people are gonna love Teslas, I think that all the other auto manufacturers are going to start making electric vehicles, and batteries and battery materials are going to be the shortage and the bottleneck right and this is the world's large you're telling me this is the world's largest lithium reserve, and Bolivia is not producing lithium from it like that <laughs> to me like was. <laughs> It's even hard to put into words. It's like so an eye-opener. It's the biggest in opportunity it, yeah. I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> well, it's crazy. And, and, of course, you talk about the demand. I mean, the IEA last year uh, said we're going to have a have to have a 900% increase in supply by 2030 and, and a uh, 40x, 4,000% times increase in lithium supply by 2040. So it, it's, it's just this... Enormous uh, run-up in in yeah. in demand and supply for lithium. That's got to happen here in just a few years. I, I you know, uh, here just recently in early August, your your company announced you're a startup, obviously, looking for funding and 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 working on that. And you recently announced this big funding milestone with a 450 million dollar commitment from the global emerging emerging markets group. So tell us about that.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it was really it's really an exciting uh, announcement that we've been working on for about nine months. Um, Global Emerging Markets is a private equity firm that focuses on emerging markets, and uh, Bolivia, obviously being uh, an emerging market, same with kind of some of the other South American uh, countries that you know have the world's largest lithium supplies and and are looking to. Uh, become major producers of lithium. So for us, uh, you know, we, we started talking to them based on that premise and it was a really good fit uh, for the type of investments and investment commitments that they look to make. Uh, so we did a, a deal where uh, they will uh, invest $450 million of equity into our business uh, upon a go public event. So once we, um, list our company uh, on a major exchange, whether that be a US exchange like the NASDAQ or New York Stock Exchange, or maybe the Toronto exchanges, which, you know, there's the TSX, Toronto Stock Exchange, or the CSE, the Canadian Stock Exchange, or the Australian Stock Exchange. Um, Then we have access to those funds. Um, And that's, you know, a a really big vote of confidence in us uh, and will give us the ability to, to scale and commercialize. Um, so now we're we're working diligently uh, in that process and considering different options um, to potentially take the company public so that we can access those funds.
1: Yeah. So when we talk about lithium and, and its importance to the energy transition, and, and I've been guilty of this myself, I think a lot of times the media focuses on the role lithium plays currently in in the electric vehicles market, um, but it also, you know, it's it, it lithium-ion battery technology is important in other parts of all this effort as well. I mean, it's right now, uh, uh, it's really kind of the dominant battery technology uh, in terms of backup for, for renewable energy, isn't it?
0: Yeah. I mean, lithium, uh, lithium ion battery chemistry is, it's the best, it's, it's the best um, battery chemistry that we have today, right? It holds, yeah. it, it holds the, most energy and it's the lightest which is really important for mobility Um, in terms of stationary storage you don't actually need it to be super light Um, so there are other chemistries and other types of energy storage that people are thinking about but when you start developing an industry um, there's a huge supply chain that goes into that right and if people are building gigafactories that are purposed to build lithium-ion batteries Uh, then you might as well use them for all the different applications that take batteries, right? right? Right. Um, So, so lithium uh, battery chemistry uh, has, you know, it's been being developed since 1982, when Dr. John Goodenough uh, invented the lithium ion battery. And it's, it's taken the lead in a major, major way. I mean, there are other alternatives like hydrogen fuel cells and things, but Right. Uh you know, I think I think that lithium is has asserted itself as the the option of choice um and is here to stay for the for the long run.
1: So when I was down there a year ago, you know, uh toured your lab as well as as your facility, your office facility, um, and your showroom as well. And you 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 were then engaged in fairly early stages of of uh a set of uh, pilot projects down there in South America I believe that's right and I just wanted I, I know you've progressed since then and if to the extent you can talk about them and share some details related to the pilot projects wanted to give you a chance to do that as well.
0: Yeah so we shipped our first pilot plant to Bolivia um, at the beginning of this year well we shipped it la- late last year and it arrived early this year and then we commissioned it and operated it, uh, in a pilot program with them, um, continuously for about four and a half months. Um, that gave us tremendous, I mean, there is such a big difference in doing lab tests right. on bench scale, uh, that are in a controlled environment that you do for a few days or a week and having something that is in the salt flats, in the corrosive, harsh environments that you're operating 24 seven for five consecutive months. Right. That is just night and day difference. So we did that and we got that under our belt and we we got tremendous results. Um, we actually exceeded our expectations. Um, it's always kind of good to under promise <laughs> that we <we're> over deliver. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but uh we hit a 94 so traditionally in the conventional methods going back to what we were discussing earlier the conventional methods of these evaporation ponds typically recover 30 to 40 percent of the available lithium
1: and they take months and months for all the evaporation to take place right i mean it's a long extended period of time
0: and in places like bolivia that percentage is even lower uh, just because yeah. technical challenges with their brine chemistry and things like that, um, we did our pilot plan and achieved a ninety-four percent recovery rate. So, oh. if you think about what that means in terms of the economics, tripling the output—that's crazy. The yeah, yeah, it's it was it was phenomenal. Um, so we got really good data from that. And we're, we've built uh, several bigger units that we're now in conversations with uh, other customers, um, both in South America uh, and North America on um, deploying pilots to their sites. Uh, the thing about lithium extraction is that every brine is different. Um, the, the lithium concentration in the brine, like if you have 1% of lithium or 3%, that's actually a huge difference. Um, 3x difference. It's more more like you have 0.05% lithium or like there there can be a huge uh, variability in that. There can also be huge variability in what the other salts are that you need to separate lithium away from. And that plays into which technology we use to separate uh, and refine the lithium. Uh, So we have several more planned pilots that we're Hopefully, going to announce soon that we've been working very hard on. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean. The, so the- you
1: want you want to break news? You planning to take the company public anytime soon?
0: I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, a rough timeline might be twenty twenty four, but there's oh. certainly no there's certainly no guarantees or anything like that around right. it. Um, right. You know people people can go right now uh to our website and invest in energy x which is a oh yeah yeah talk about that yes yeah so so um we're, we're a pre-ipo company right um hopefully we'll be a unicorn pretty soon uh but people can go to our site and invest uh in energy x um through crowdfunding platforms and anybody can invest as little as 500 and own shares of the company um that will hopefully be exponentially more valuable upon the <laughs> public transaction so that's kind of a cool feature that we've done um and and there's no guarantee that we go public obviously that that's that's the goal Um, sure you know but uh it's it's everybody here is working really hard to get there
1: well teg i I really appreciate i know we're kind of bucking up against the hard stop here but i really appreciate you taking the time to to chat with me again i want to keep up with you and, and and as as events warrant get you back on here From time to time and talk to you about the progress your company's making. I I just, you know, from the first time I read about your company a year ago, I thought, man, this is exactly the kind of innovation that's going to have to happen to make this energy transition happen. Uh, Because obviously with just a 30% recovery rate and the months and months in time, the evaporative process takes, you know, it's just not going to get there without these kinds of technology innovation so i I really appreciate you you always agreeing to talk to me whenever i i I ping you with an email and uh, wish you the best of luck going forward
0: thanks david awesome talking to you
1: all right man take care
0: this is the story of the
1: one